This is The Good List. I'm Tish Hoxenreiter. Hello, friends, and how are you doing? I hope you've been having a good summer. As I do most every summer, I took July mostly offline and loved the break from all the instantaneous noise. More on that in future episodes, but let's just say I highly recommend it for every one of us to take that break. Well, I've got new episodes and a new season of The Good List starting this month, but I wanted to first share with you a conversation I had with my lovely friend, Kendra Adachi. I've known her for several years now. She went on my first ever literary London trip I led and really got to know her there. And if you listen to my former podcast, Simple, you'll recognize her because she was a regular co-host of mine for a while. I know a lot of you like her, and there is a lot to like. She really embodies smart, funny, normalcy, and I mean that in the best way possible. Her blog, podcast, and now new book is all under an umbrella called The Lazy Genius, and that's such an apropos moniker for her because she's great at being razor-sharp smart about the things that matter to her and then totally ignoring the things that don't. And then she encourages us to do the same. So for fun, to kick off this next season of The Good List, I asked Kendra what I ask everyone here on the show. What's one thing, habit, idea, or work of art that's making your life a little bit better right now? And to no surprise, she had a great idea. So here it is, my summertime chat with Kendra. Hey, Kendra, how are you? I'm good, Tish. It's so good to be with you. It's good to be with you too. Um, listeners of my previous show will probably recognize you because you were on it for a while. Um, and you have a book that is coming out this week. And I want to talk about some stuff in it. But since this is the good list, we talk about one little thing that makes your life better. And that is very much you. So um, what's your one thing that makes life better? I think right now, the one thing is a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And routine, though, let's not like, freak out about the word routine. (laughs) It doesn't have to be five steps. I think it's just like 10 minutes of being on your own and doing one or two things to just sort of center and clear your head. And this time of year, when we're all losing, losing our heads, Mm -hmm, we are, (laughs) we need to grab onto that more. So I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel this way. But when summer starts, I'm so grateful for the space. You know, like, and everybody, everybody's situation is different, but I work at home. So I have a little bit more flexibility, but my kids are, you know, they're home. We don't have to have a schedule. It's just so nice to relax. But by the time you get five or six weeks into the summer, I feel, I feel like I'm like, where, where's the structure? Where's the, <laughs> you start to sort of grasp a little bit. And so, um, I think that having something in your day that you can depend on just as a singular human, really helps put the lack of structure everywhere else maybe into perspective. It helps it not be as drastic and dramatic. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel that way with your routines? Yeah, I totally do. And especially in the year of our Lord 2020, where <laughs> you know, we've been doing this for a while now yeah. <laughs> that I think um, we miss, I mean, there's part of me that just loves being home. And so I like, and I like being my own boss. So I like people not telling me what to do yet. I want to be the boss of me. I want to tell me what to do. And so that doesn't mean doing nothing. That means doing something. And I like to make more, I, I like to make better use of my time. And so to me, a uh, routine gives structure, like scaffolding to my day. But I just have to remember it's not the boss of me because days don't go perfectly. Yeah. 
No. One thing about uh, that I love about lazy genius routines, and I talk about this in my book, The Lazy Genius Way, it mm-hmm. still feels so weird to do that like sentence drop into a conversation. <laughs> By the way, I know. By I the know. Way. It reminds me of you in Harry Potter, Magical Me, like what's his name? I always felt like. Um, oh, right. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Book two. You know, that guy, uh, Lockhart. Lockhart. How he always just name drops his own books. Yeah. I felt like that every time I have a book come out. <laughs> we all know, and it's all good, and your book is really good. It'd be one thing if it wasn't a good book. It's a good book. So anyway, it's keep good. talking. Yeah. Keep talking. But one of the things I write about in the book is um, I do talk about routines, but thinking about routines less like, um, like you said, like it is scaffolding, but it's not so much like step by step, I have to do this thing. The point of a routine is it's building you, moving you towards something. So like, I really love to think about my morning routine, especially this time of year, as like, this is my quiet for the day. This is moving me into an energy of being present with my kids and being able to like, completely switch and move back into work when I have to do that. Like it's, it has a purpose. It's not just an arbitrary list of things that you do at a certain time of day. That's why people don't stick to routines because it's not leading them anywhere. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a runway to something, not the destination itself. Yeah, that's good. It's like just knowing your why, like what's the point of this? And for me, especially when we're talking about morning, it has to do with waking up for my day versus waking up to my day. My day, totally. really subtle. But to me, that means instead of like waking up to things happening, it just gives me a little bit more of an on ramp. I don't know. Exactly. And don't you think I feel like that's true. You said it's subtle. There are so many things that make exponential differences in our day that come from something subtle. Mm -hmm. Like they come from just the tiniest shift of, yeah, waking up for my day instead Mm -hmm. of to my day. And Mm -hmm. so that's why even just when I realized that my routines work for me best when they are leading me somewhere. Yeah. When they're an on-ramp somewhere. And so what that helps you do then is also know like how you need to spend that time, that 10 or 20 minutes that you, you know, can find in the morning. If you know where you're going that day, mentally, energetically, you make a choice of what to put in that time to get you there. So it's not like I drink out of this cup of coffee and I, you know, sit down in this chair. Like that can be part of it. That can be really centering and lovely. But I think sometimes we put too much pressure on the order of things in that routine and exactly what it is rather than it's where it's taking us. Again, it's so subtle, but it really makes a difference. And I really like also, speaking of the subtle thing, that you're talking, you've already said several times, five, 10 minutes. You're not talking an hour. No, that's you're not crazy. Talking, <laughs> I mean, just because reality. And you're in a particular life stage. Your oldest is 10, is that and, right? Yep, I've and, got 10, four. Right. And and that's just not the reality for most women in your life stage to be able to wake up, you know, a full hour in advance and light your candle and do your things, you know, it, <laughs> right. it's a little bit more of just like grasping for a few minutes. Just, I don't know, like you said, the on-ramp thing. Exactly. So what does it look like for you practically? Like, maybe I should ask, what does your summer morning routine or lack of a routine look like? <laughs> or maybe there is one, it just looks different. And then what what does it look like for you during a school year? And I know, like, asterisk, who knows what the school year is like, right? 100%. So, yeah. Side note, I, I'm getting um, requests for, like, write an article about going into the school year. And I'm like, you guys, no one knows. No, no, we can't do this right now. We, nobody nope. has any clue what's happening. Um, what it looks like for me practically is two things. One is doing like 
like a sun salutation, like some sort of moving my body really, really slowly. I'm not like a, I'm not a sweating person. I don't like to move to the point of sweating <laughs> unless like my body's like, girl, you need to go and like do something. I just, I'm not interested. I, my mm-hmm. body doesn't like to do that. And so I will start with like a sun salutation or two, which let's be real, is like 40 seconds. It's mm-hmm. not anything, but it, it makes a difference, stretches your back, whatever. And then I have a porch swing on my front porch. And I tell you what, summer days are no fun, but summer mornings are really lovely when it comes to the weather. And I, like I think a lot of us, I'm a changed person when I'm outside. Like just being outside makes a huge difference for my my mental health. And so um, I have to make sure that I'm doing that in the summer because I don't like going outside after like nine or 10 in the morning, most summer days, unless it's at a pool. And then it's not really being outside. It's just like trying to keep everyone from getting sunburned and, you know, you're not dying of heat stroke. So it's like a different energy, but that's what my morning routine is. Like I do a sun salutation in my living room and then I go and sit on my porch swing for a few minutes until people wake up. I might read while I'm sitting there, but most of the time I just like listen to birds and sit outside and it's, I can tell a difference. And I know people say this and I know for folks who might not really do a morning routine or you've started out with it being kind of elaborate or you have expectations that it has to be really long and all these things, you hear people say it makes such a difference and then you roll your eyes and go on with your day. And I was that person too. But I tell you what, I can tell a difference. Like I can tell a difference in how I am on the inside as I move into the day if I don't start my day that way. Now, does that mean, does that mean, everyone, that like your day is trash and irredeemable if you don't? No, of course not. Like that's not a thing. But it really, it feels like you're starting with, Um, I was about to try to use like a poker analogy and I don't <laughs> know how to play, but like something where like you start with like chips and like you're in the you're in the black you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. fix it for me tish you're better at an analogy than i am i don't know poker either though but <laughs> i know what you're meaning to me it's about um atm like making deposits and then making withdrawals throughout the day yeah. like lim- i mean energy wise to me it's an energy thing like i mean maybe that's because of just who i am but i like that you've actually made this point because you are an extrovert or at least you're more extroverted than me and yet you still need that alone time. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm, what do they call it when it's both? I think it's an ambivert. I think Mm -hmm. I'm an ambivert. So it's sort of like being alone, like reminds me of who I am. It's -hmm. hard for me to remember who I am when I'm with people Mm -hmm. because you you can get distracted by who you think you're supposed to be in the room. And that takes its own amount of energy to like tell yourself the truth in social situations that can get really deep. We can stop there. Um, but yeah, no, like being alone, especially to start the day, it's just like, okay, I'm I'm going to remember who I am, what's important for today. You know, not just you can think big picture, but just like for today, like what is important today? What matters today? And name that thing, rest in that thing. And then as people get up, I'm just like, I'm more ready energetically. Like you said, it just feels like, life makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I like that. One thing that I do in my morning routine that I used to do in my evening routine um, was from our mutual friend, Emily. Um, you know, those line of day journals. I yeah. was having the hardest time keeping up with mine because I would do it at night. And by night I'm toast and I would be like, whatever happened today. I don't know. Just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what happened today. Um, but she 
basically just told me like all she does is does she does hers in the morning about the day before. Like she just pretends like it's the day. And I was like, oh, right. And so that it has become a really good thing in my morning routine because it forces me, not forces in a bad way, but it just causes me to reflect back on what was the day before. Like, That's really and good. It, and I'm also much more positive about it because it's like, oh, that was an okay day. Like we woke yeah. up and we have another day. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing that I did. And it's because it's like five lines long, it's zero pressure. You know, like I think I'm going to say more than I do every time because there's not enough room. So anyway. Yeah. I, I have the same, I have the same journal. And when quarantine started, I mean, I've kept it up for over a year. And when quarantine started, I stopped. Yeah. So I have like several months now of just empty lines. And it's that thing where you, when you stop and you're like, ah, do I even pick up? But then that, what that does, no, of course you, of course you pick it up again because it, that doesn't discount everything that you did before, but it was yeah. the exact same thing, Tish, is I was just too tired at night and I would forget or I'm going to, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my journal, my line journal on my porch link. There you go. Just yeah. let it sit there because it's protected from the elements and do it in the morning. You've just changed yeah. my life. Thanks so much. Yeah. You're so welcome. Yeah. Um, it's exactly what happened to me. In fact, at first I was like, quarantine is the best time to do, <laughs> you know, and I, I started off gung-ho. I even assigned it to my students and I gave them like interesting prompts and I did it too. And then after a while, you just realize like more of the same. I don't know what I think about anything. Okay. And so I used to think, gosh, I have to start all over and I have to wait till next January 1st. And now I'm just going to, no, I just pick it up and my pat, my future self will know when I look back. Oh yeah. That was a weird time yeah. like, where my brain was mush and it's okay. Anyway, rabbit trail there. Since we're talking about routines um, and since we brought up the evening, do you have a similar thought about the evening routine? I mean, I know we weren't going to go there, but I don't know. To, to you, is that an exit ramp as well? It's a little bit more of it. It can be. Yes. It depends on what the next day is. I tend to pull out my, I've gotten back into bullet journaling. And so I will look back at the journal for the day and just, you know, think about like what's coming tomorrow. I might jot down a few things for the next day. Generally, what keeps me from sleeping is just like all the stuff mm-hmm. rolling around in my head. And so it is helpful to look back at what I wrote down today and think about tomorrow and write it down. But I also tend to take um, a long time or longer than in the morning, like doing my doing my face, you know, like <laughs> washing my face with my stuff that I love. It smells good. And I've tried to kind of carve out time for that. And um, and then I have a, a book, you know, I've got a book by my bed. And so it's pretty simple. It's not nothing. It's nothing that no one really tends to do. But Right. It's not something I would usually do. I wouldn't, I would like fall into bed and sometimes forget to brush my teeth or I'm like, oh, I don't care. I'll wash my face in the morning. Everything just felt sort of mechanical and um, like it wasn't serving any purpose outside of my soul. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that doing things like taking time to like smell something good and wash my face and take care of myself and then sit sit in a bed and read a book <laughs> before I'm mm-hmm. exhausted, um, makes a difference. I wonder too, as I'm saying that, if just the act, one thing that I have done for a while now is just trying to get in the bed before I'm tired. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we tend to be these like toddlers when we get overtired (laughs) and then we get cranky and sleep worse and take longer and it's so dumb. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, just go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what I would do with my kids when they were little. It's, It's 
It's crazy. I don't know. Like, is it just because I've wondered this for so long about myself and I know that this is true of other people, but like, is it just that we feel like we're going to miss something? Do we not get stuff done during the day that we wanted to? Do we, did we not get to decompress? Like what is so hard for me in telling myself, like Kendra, you can go to bed at 945. Like that's mm-hmm. probably good for you instead of 1130. Like I feel like there's something I'm, I'm assigning some kind of magic to like 945 to 1145 that doesn't exist other than making me cranky the next day. Right. I don't know what that's about, Tish. I'm wondering if, especially with kids that are younger, I mean, I know your kids are getting bigger fast, but you know what I mean? Um, it's just trying to grab that kid-free time. Yeah, maybe that's what know. it is. Making and my, most of it. my boys go to bed at 845. Like, I don't start my alone time until 845. Right. Right. My kids, I often now go to bed before Tate. So that's just the reality I'm in. And so I love being in bed, but it doesn't, it, it just means something different now because I'll hear my teenager like just clunking around the house and I yelling at her, go to bed. Anyway. What is uh, that life? That's crazy, man. That's that you're- a crazy thing. I know. I know. But at the same time, you know, I just do my routine and she doesn't need me at all. You know, sure. so that's kind of nice. So sure. I can do my thing. Anyway. Um, okay. So I think just to sort of tie it in with your book that comes out this week, um, this uh, your book is, I, to me, it fits this podcast perfectly because it's about lots of little things you can do to make your life better. And so this is one of them that you talk about, right? In your book, from what I remember? The routines, yes. There is. It's a, it's a book of uh, 13 principles okay. that you can sort of like put together kind of like a life Swiss army knife, like just take whatever tools you need for whatever situation you're in. And some are super practical. Some are a little bit more soulful, but one of them is to build the right routines for whatever it is. So yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole chapter about it. Very cool. And you're very good at that kind of stuff. So Thank think, you. Yes. I think people who listen to this would really like both your book and the podcast, the same name. So anyway, thank you, my friend. It was fun to chat. It was fun to chat. It was nice to see you. You too. A big thanks to Kendra for chatting with me about the idea or really habit that's on her good list right now. And an even bigger thanks to her for writing her new book. It's called The Lazy Genius Way and it's fantastic. It really is. It's all about embracing what matters, ditching what doesn't, and getting stuff done by using her 13, quote, lazy genius principles. I know it kind of sounds formulaic when I say it like that, but it's very much the opposite of that, because it all starts with the foundational idea of knowing what matters to you and not apologizing for it. And if you followed my work for any length of time, you know I'm all about that. Kendra's principles give us a framework for thinking through how we do all the little parts of our life. Like in small bits of energy, like her second principle is all about starting small and her 12th principle is all about scheduling and rest, all really good stuff. And it's a great way to kick off the fall. So check out Kendra Adachi's book via the link in the show notes of this episode number 38 or at the lazygeniuscollective.com slash book. So I'll be back next week with regular good list episodes. So get your earbuds warmed up. That sounds kind of gross, but you get the idea. 
As a reminder, I'm on Twitter at Tish and every now and then on Instagram at Tish Hoxenreiter. But if you'd really like to interact with me and stay in the know with what's on my mind, your best bet is my free weekly email called Five Quick Things. This is where I devote most of my energy to communicating with you and I love doing it. I send it out most every Friday morning and it can almost always be read in under a minute pinky swear. So go get it by going to fivequickthings.email and sign up for free. I promise no dumb fluffy freebie for signing up. Just simple connection with me. Thanks again to Kendra Adachi for sharing with us what's currently on her good list. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. And thanks as always to Caroline Tassell and Kyle Oxenreiter for their help, as well as my furry intern, Ginny. I'm Tish Oxenreiter, and I'll be back with you soon. Thanks for listening to The Good List. <laughs>